Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of Sunday voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. It's a special Romelu Lukaku edition. Um, our sponsors, of course, are Beer52. And if you feel like a beer after uh, all these headlines and speculations, then there's far worse places to go. Beer52.com and you can get discount by adding Echo in block capitals at the checkout. Right, good afternoon. Uh, it's Greg. I'm joined by Phil Kirkbride as ever, and the gruesome twosome, Gavin Buckland, Tony Scott, and a special guest this afternoon, Christophe Tirer, who's the Premier League correspondent for Belgian uh, newspaper HLN. And Christophe is somebody who gets to most Premier League matches, in fact, all, I'm sure you'll say, uh, featuring Belgian players, and he's a regular at Goodison for obvious reasons. Knows Romelu Lukaku very well, and Christophe, really pleased that you joined us this afternoon. Hi. Now, um, we'll jump straight into it if we can, please, Christoph. You've been involved in the coverage of Belgium's recent games, uh, which is where the latest quotes have come from. Can you bring us up to date with the situation regarding Rom and where he's at at the moment with his future? Well, uh, he definitely wants to leave, but that's something we already knew. But we still have to wait for Chelsea to make their move towards Everton, I think. Uh, what I've heard is that there's no official bid yet from... Uh, from uh, Chelsea. I think uh, Chelsea have already talked with uh, what always happened. He's made up his mind. He wants to go to Chelsea and now we're waiting to the deal for the deal to finalise. But I think it will take a few weeks uh, knowing Everton's stance and knowing the fact that Chelsea don't want to spend £100 million pounds with, uh, what uh, Everton are asking. So they will have to find each other somewhere if they find each other, of course. Yeah, I mean, this morning, the, the latest development, I suppose you could call it, is Diego Costa claiming that he's been told by Antonio Conte he's no longer required at Stamford Bridge. Do you see that as being significant in terms of their pursuit of Rom? Well, it's, uh, Rom was already, uh, I know it's already for a few months that he is one of their main targets. Everything kicked off at Chelsea with Diego Costa asking for a move in, uh, in January, of course. Um, from then on, they, they, they have started their pursuit for, for, for Romelu. But what will change now is I think that if Costa now has made it, he has made it public for Chelsea don't want me anymore, now Everton can play their game too. You desperately need a striker. You're going to pay what we, what we want. So I think it's a plus for Everton now that Costa has gone public uh, with everything. Uh, I don't think Chelsea would have liked it uh, at all. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective, actually, isn't it? I suppose he has inadvertently handed Everton a little bit more leverage. I mean, how do you... You, you cover Everton often, or cover Romelu playing for Everton. And how, how do you think Everton's... How powerful is their hand in this? Obviously, they've got a more fan, financially robust and, and wealthy owner than they've ever had before. Do you think there's any chance they might just keep, keep Rom and say he's got two years on his deal and he stays? Yeah, unless I, I, I think he's made up his mind. He already wanted to move last year, and then Kuman convinced him to stay one more season. And when you have two years left on your deal, it's always quite tricky. Uh, are you go for the money now? Are you wait another year, season? You will get a lot of goals, maybe from Rom, even though he won't be that motivated anymore. Are you get less money? And I think. Kuman has made it already clear a few times if players don't want to sign the new deal, get out with uh, uh, let them move on if we get the money, of course. So I think I think uh, Everton are going to sell him, but only at the terms. They're in a strong position. They don't they don't really need the money, but 
would you keep a player who is unhappy and moaning all the time and talking and talking a lot, certainly when he's on international duty, <laughs> that he wants the next step, that he wants to go to play in the Champions League? I think is the moment. Yeah, he, he's been. Uh, he was. Uh, he's had a, a good season. Scored a lot of goals. I think they're now at the strongest to sell him for a big price. Maybe next season he won't score that many goals, and then he only has one year left. Christoph, and you, and you will have to ask maybe sixty million. And if you can get now eighty million, ninety million, or even the full hundred million, I would go for it. Uh, if I was them, also with his agent who likes to push for moves, it's the moment to sell him, I think. Christoph, it's Phil here. Just interested to see what your opinion is on Romelu's attitude. Say, for example, Everton refused to sell him, and obviously you spoke about him being um, demotivated. Can he afford to be unhappy and sulk given it's coming into a World Cup year? Now he's in a really strong position in the Belgian national team too. Before we had Benteke was first choice, but since Martinez is there and with his performance, he's in a strong position. I don't think Martinez is going to change a lot if he would have uh, a good season as, as this as this year. So I don't think Martinez will change a lot of the national team. He almost performed well last two years for the national team too. He's He's, uh, he's, he's definitely his first choice. He can play less, maybe if, that, if he play, performs less next season, he will be better at the World Cup, <laughs> who knows. But as he set his mind on, uh, on Chelsea, I think he will do everything to get his move. I don't know if he will put in a transfer request, not sure. But yeah, they're going to try to, to do everything to move. So I'm... I'm convinced that he won't stay for, for, for another season, to be fair. So. Christoph, it's Tony here. Probably the most important question of them all. Do you think Chelsea are prepared to pay the asking price of £100 million for him? I don't think they will pay the £100 million. I, not, maybe they will push other players to, to Everton and find a deal like that. But £100 million is a lot for a player they sold was it twenty-eight million pounds uh, yeah. uh, three years ago? It's a lot of money, so I don't see them paying it. They haven't did the last few years. They haven't paid a lot for for players. To be fair, all about thirty-two million pounds, forty million pounds, but not not more than that. So I think they maybe want to spend eighty million pounds because they have had lots of money for for Oscar. Uh, for the Chinese deal, they still will get some money for for Costa, and they will spend it on a striker. So, I think if they pay 18 million pounds, I don't know if if Everton uh, would want that 18, 90 million pounds. I would take I would take the 90 if I was Everton, but I would I would wait a long time with the 100 to see how far they go. But I think they can at least pay 80. They can pay pay Hamza too, but I don't see them doing that because they're known to be uh, yeah to be quite greedy in effect. To uh, Marina Gernovskaya, their main negotiator, is a tough lady to to deal with. So we'll see if she what happens with Bill Kenwright or Moshe if they negotiate too, because there are always good stories about Bill Bill Kenwright's negotiation tricks too. Uh, he might have to call someone again uh, during the negotiation. So. Christoph, it's it's Gavin. Are we uh, confident that Chelsea is the only the only club after Lukaku at the moment? There's obviously been other clubs that have been mentioned this week. Is this the only sort of serious interest that has sort of been flagged up at the moment? Well, I know that Manchester United inquired about a, a move uh, yeah, a week or two weeks ago. They have definitely asked if he would be interested. But I hear from people who are quite close to Mourinho too that he made them clear that he was already in advanced talks, if you can, or advanced contacts with Chelsea and that he would prefer a move back to Chelsea. And that's where you see in Manchester United uh, business now too. They are pushing for Morata, for instance. They have inquired about about uh, 
Belletti, Torino. So I think Chelsea are his only option. So it's play. It's a we, we, it's a it's a it's a tough game. He's playing too certainly when you have one option. But yeah, I think the clubs will have to to meet somewhere. I think lots of people are already tired about his moaning about the move, about his uh, about the attitude he's having now. So I think get over it. Take the money, take as much money as you can get, and then we'll see. Although you will lose a lot of goals, you will have to find a, a decent replacement too, because you can't take away those goals. And scored 24 goals this season, last season it was 15 or something. So you will have to find a good replacement, and that won't be Umar Niyaz, I think. So, <laughs> Christoph, there's been a lot of talk um, about who they might replace him with. But someone who's been mentioned, and I think in, compass- in the capacity of a make-weight in the deal, rather than someone clearly to replace Ross, is another Belgian, uh, Michi Batshuayi. What, what's, what's your feeling about that? Would that would, you've seen him play a lot. We didn't see him play a lot last season, of course, for Chelsea. Would he be someone who do you think would be a valuable part of a deal plus cash? Well, I, or even in a loan, you never know, because I'm not... I think Chelsea haven't decided yet what they are going to do with him because there's also the, the Costa case and they will have to find another backup striker. But if I was Everton, I would definitely ask for him because he's talented and he knows this, how to score a goal. So he's, he's a brilliant goal scorer. I remember Thierry Henry even mentioning that he's uh, in the box scoring goals. is even better than Lukaku. So... I would definitely ask for him. He wants to, to play a lot next season. That's what he's already said. I want to play a lot next season. There's a World Cup year. I want to, to be higher in the, in, the, in the ranking in the Belgian national team. I want to move up to place two behind the Romelu. So I will have to play a lot. So he definitely wants a move, but he, he, he lets his decision depend on, uh, on Chelsea. And he's already mentioned in the talks between Monaco and uh, Chelsea about Bakayoko. And as he likes France, I think he would prefer a move to France rather than a move to Everton. But you never know if, if, if Bakayoko, they still haven't found an agreement on that one. If that deal doesn't pull off, it's, it's up to Everton to ask for Bachawai. But he's another character, he's a cheery character. He's not as driven as Rom. Rom is a yeah, really ambitious guy who wants to who wants to reach the top of the world. Bachua is more laid back. And I think he, he will do well over there. He is he's a he's a humorous guy. He's a good sense of humor. So I would if I was Everton I would definitely ask for him. But they will need to convince him too that that's the right step. Although there's Romelu's uh, example too. Romelu moved there first on loan, then joined them uh, on a permanent deal, and he made a lot of progress too. So, yeah, they will have to ask for him. Christoph, Tony again here. If Chelsea aren't willing to match Everton's asking price, the hundred million, do you think Romelu Lukaku will go along the lines of throwing a transfer request in? Well, I th- I think they all, yeah, usually uh, players from the continent. They don't think uh, they don't know that uh, thing as a transfer request before they move here. But I think that if if they don't move, they will have to do it in a certain way. They will if if it's your dream move, you will lose some money. You will lose. I think you lose your loyalty bonus. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only that for the for if you can make a, a million uh, a million uh, pounds deal, it's worth taking the risk. So. And then he pushes them with the back to the wall, of course, and then in the end they will find an agreement. But I think it will be used in the negotiations because Ayola is, is known as a tough guy too in deals. He, he's used to get what he wants too uh, in, in, uh, in transfer deals. So although he's quite, uh, he's on good terms with, with the club too, so he might negotiate a good deal for them in between the clubs too. We'll have to see how it evolves in between the clubs because he gets along pretty well with Moshiri, so that might help Everton's side too to get what they want from 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 Chelsea. Yeah, he's nearly as wealthy as Moshiri as well. <laughs> Christoph, thank you very much for your time, and that's okay. brilliant insight into the situation. 
Um, Christoph's well worth a follow on Twitter, and you can keep up to date with uh, all the things he has to say, like via his Twitter and via the HLM website as well. So thanks once again, Christoph. Thank you very much. You're welcome, guys. Right, there you go. You've heard what um, the Belgian perspective is. Let's try to get our take on it, Phil. Um, are we... I mean, let's not jump the gun too much. Are we resigned to losing Rom, or what do you understand to... You know, what's your feeling in the current situation? I don't, I don't think... Well, you know, what, what Christoph was saying was interesting, and, and he's obviously... I think if he was to sway one way, he's very much going towards that Romelu will leave. But I don't think we should be resigned to losing him. Everton have got a price tag. He's, he's got two years left in his contract. The ball, for me, is very much in their court. You know, we mentioned transfer requests there. They've dealt with that in the past with John Stones and refused. Um, I think I think in many respects, Everton hold the aces. And if they're minded to not sell him, then they don't have to. Simple as that. We don't have to. But, and you think Mashiri's stature and wealth is backing up that stance? Because there was a time thankfully gone when Everton would maybe posture but ultimately financial matters would mean they'd have to yeah I mean obviously look there's a hundred million pound price tag that they've put down there but as we've probably used the kind of analogy probably last week and many times you won't, you don't put your house on the market for what you are willing to accept you put your house in the market above that so I think as we've we've probably discussed recently I think if Chelsea offered a world record fee, so that's ninety million plus, I think Everton would get to the, would come round the table. Yeah, and I think that's a good deal for Romelu Lukaku. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. um, I think that's I think that's where there would be a meeting of minds and a, and, and a and a deal agreed. But un, but until Chelsea are, are showing they're willing to get up there, I don't think Everton will have to lose any sleep. And I you know and I put it to, put it to Christoph, given what he was saying about Romelu about not wanting a player who was sulking etc etc. Well. Romelu Lukaku wants to play football, and if he wants if he wants to play football, he's got to have the right attitude, and he's got to have the right mentality. Otherwise, Romelu Koeman won't pick him. So, I don't see it being an issue. So, I suspect you don't think Ronald Koeman will have the um, will be thinking of picking him anyway because you think he's gone, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I um, I'm in the agreement that when a player comes out with the com the quotes that he said last week, staying's not an option. Staying's not an option. I've made my mind up where I'm playing next season. It looks to me as that there's a lot of business being done in the background between Everton and Chelsea. I just think words have been said. For the player to come out with them comments, obviously he's aware of something between his agents and football clubs. You can't just say that and expect to be at that football club in the same season. It doesn't happen for me. Now, for Everton, as Phil's just said then, for Everton to say, you can basically have him for 100 million. That's telling, that's telling the world he's, there for, he's up for sale, regardless of the price, like every player is. I think a deal, just in my opinion, is going on behind the scenes. I really do, and I think it's already done and dusted. Gav, are you resigned to the inevitable? Well, sorry, to what some people, I guess Tony would say, is the inevitable? Uh, I'm going to sit on the fence here somewhere between Tony and Phil. Um, I mean, it's hard to call, I isn't I it? I mean, Everton haven't said I, anything. The concern I've got on this is that it needs to be sorted pretty quickly. Because I said before we started that Evan have got to have two transfer strategies this summer. One is Lukaku staying. The other one is Lukaku going. Because if he if he goes, that means the players that we want to buy may change because of the amount of money that come that's coming in. Plus, we've got to buy a replacement. One, maybe two replacements for him. So you can't you can't let the the scenario of Rom going sort of happen sort of July because in that is your, your, your strategy for, for for this season and, and for the following season as well so I, I know what Christoph was saying there that it, it's it's the balls in Everton's court and we can hang on for 100 million quid I think that that's a fair, fair statement but the downside of that is that just takes the deal then into into July doesn't it this is what and, I mean and, I think and, and, and that, that, that doesn't suit anybody so I think Going what Tony's saying there is, is obviously maybe there has been, you know, the club maybe is real, knows that, well, obviously they will do, and therefore they're quite keen to push the deal through as, as quickly as possible, hence some of the statements that have been made by, by Ron. But it can't drag on this, so like the first podcast in July, we're asking the same question, it has to be done now. And if it has to be, I mean, Chelsea may know that in terms of the asking price as well, to be fair. 
Um, and so I would say something along the lines of ninety million quid would not be a uh, a, a bad a bad deal to be honest with you. Uh, but as long as it's done now, I don't want to just sagging off. That's the problem for me. You see, I think there's some truth in what we've all said, and Chelsea aren't soft and they'll be aware that it's in Everton's interest to resolve it sooner yeah. rather than later so conversely in, in mm. negotiation that gives them a bit of strength yeah, and, a, and you know, a bit of leverage Everton have been helped by Costa it, it, true what Christoph was saying there to an extent my concern is that it will drag out we've been here before mm. we've seen it and, and whether or not Mishiri's money has any influence on that I don't know well I don't know whether again it's <laughs> Never been inside the boardroom when they're negotiating deals, and we're, and we've we spoke this season about arbitrary deadlines that the club have imposed on Ross Barkley. But what I'm saying is, could Everton? They're well within their rights to go to Chelsea. Look, until you've got until I don't know July the first to show us you're serious about meeting what we would consider um, a, a, a decent amount of money for him. But if you don't, but that's your point. Otherwise, we're just we're just going to ignore your calls. You've had your chance. But Phil, on the opposite side of that, they could they know Everton are foolish in my opinion by setting that price tag on. They didn't do it with John Stones, so what Everton have now said is that hundred million just can have them. So what Chelsea could feasibly do now until August the thirty first, they go eighty million, eighty million, eighty no, million, eighty what, million, and what, then next minute bang is unders on no, the last. That's what, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying Everton should go to Chelsea. Right, you've got until July the first to show you serious, and that you're seriously going to table an offer of ninety plus million that we would accept. Otherwise, we won't return your phone calls for this summer and we're not selling them. But what happens if they don't? If they just leave it at that and then come on the last week of the deadline, there's your 100 million. Too late. Have Everton got the power to do that? Would you say 100 million on the last week? He's got two years contract left. They've got to at that stage, I think. I I mean, for me, it doesn't sound like a bad idea to impose a deadline because ultimately, what more can they do to focus Chelsea's mind and to prevent any silly games? I mean, it would have been helpful if United's interest was really, really serious, yeah, but yeah. I suspect it was more of a casting it out. For me, it always seemed odd that Mourinho would want sanction that that amount of spending on a player he's already binned off. Is it no, I think I think it I think it helps Everton. Maybe there's only Chelsea in the only show in town. Go on. Just because it streamlines everything. One one club are interested. Shows you're interested. If you're not. Clear off. You can't have an, an auction now. Yeah, there's no auction. There's no. There's no bidding war. There's no. There's no. You know. There's no. All oh, these are interested, Bob. Do you want him or not? Tell us. If you don't, go look somewhere else. I think Everton may be on the weak side of it here on the basis that if they do, as Phil's just said, set a deadline, then assume the minute he's sold, if Everton go to Leicester, say for argument's sake, and say Jamie Vardy. They are well within their rights to put an extra twenty million on top of the price tag because they know straight away how much Everton have got. Yeah, but if, if Chelsea, if, if Everton wait until August the thirty first for a hundred million to come in, they're still in the same problem with the added fact that they've got like ten minutes till the deadline. Yeah. I think also as well with that is um, everybody knows Premier League clubs have got a lot of money, don't yeah. they? So I mean, I don't think that's going to make a lot of difference. It will make it when they see Lukaku's transfer fee. Well, everyone's going to go, "Wow, they've got serious money to spend even more." They know, they know that anyway. I think it's it's the timetable to me is is the key thing here, uh, and it needs to be done and dusted really by, by the next sort of four nights because players' contracts run out the end of June, don't they? It's always the natural sort of end yeah. of the cycle, isn't it? Really. So it needs to be sorted pretty soon. Well, the one thing I was keen on talking today about its link with this is actually Rom's general behaviour in all of this, certainly over the last week. Which you know, the my Evan supporting friends, of which uh, there are uh, many, uh, is you know that's what's really annoyed them mm. in all this. Never mind that they buy him or sell him or keep him. Mm. Is is it right when a player goes? I know what my plans are for next season. You know. My time is finished. I know where I'm going. Doesn't that show like a complete disrespect to to the club who's developed them a lot, as Christoph said there over the last three or four years, and also the supporters. And I, I I'm really, really for, for an intelligent fella, supposedly. Um, I'm I wouldn't say fuming is the word, but I would say I'm very disappointed. Would be the my with those I've, comments I've, I've never had a problem with Romelu talking about his ambitions and wanting to go and play Champions League football etc etc um, and playing devil's advocate is this is this the kind of world that Everton have to live in when they have players that other clubs want but I have to admit I've grown tired of it now 
I have have grown weary of every international break, every summer, this circus and this we just going around in circles. Even when he was he was on loan, it was a bit of a. It was it was it was it was an ordeal to get him through the door, wasn't it? He didn't even answer the phone to Martinez. He 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 missed you know he just cancelled it twice, didn't he? Or miscalled it yeah. on purpose. No, he took it the third Step time. Button, Martinez. <laughs> he, he did. He, he he revealed that. And I just I want him to stay. I think if Ronald Koeman wants him to stay, then he should. I think Everton should stand firm because he's such a good player. But I am growing very tired of it. Is it not part of modern day football where when players go on, it's not just Romelu Lukaku. We talk about here, it's various players, especially Belgians, don't get me wrong, but when Spanish players and French players, when they go and speak to their relative journalists from their country, they're known for it, aren't they? It's just part of modern day football, in my opinion. I think Rom is a bit more verbose than some of them, to be honest with you. I mean, there was a, there was, I was just reading here. Is, so to stay at Everton is not really an option for next season. Well, actually, what it, what well, it is. I, yeah, I don't think it's your, your, uh, it's your, your choice to say that, Rom. Mm. As, as, as uh, Kieran said, you know, you've got to respect your contract. It's different to honouring a contract, but I know what, what yeah. Ron was saying there, you know. And it's just, it was just some of the things that I really don't think I will not make big statements about my future. I know where I want to play. Well, actually, that's sort yeah, of it's well, it's a contradictory a... statement, that, isn't it, mm. really? And I just think, over the last year or so, a lot of the stuff he says is just there's an inherent contradictions in some of the stuff he, he comes out with. And I know what you're saying, so is that you know it's not the only one, but he should really know better. And uh, I, I just, I think, all because other players do it doesn't necessarily mean it's right. And I think it shows a bit of disrespect to both Evan and the supporters. Is uh, that not what the manager does as well, though, when his visions of managing Barcelona? Well, no, it doesn't, say, it doesn't say that at all. I mean, I don't think, to me. Um, I, I just I don't think it's right, and it doesn't sit right with me, and I think that's the case for a lot of supporters. And the interesting thing would be, wouldn't it, if next season, if he, he's lining up in a blue shirt on the, uh, you know, in the middle of August? Because mm. that's the other thing we touched on there, isn't it? So what happens if he does? I can't see. I, I, I just think, in my opinion, I just think, there's something going on behind the scenes. For for players to come out with comments like that, it's you, you you don't just say things like that to journalists, knowing quite well that it's going to be getting pulled back to Everton, back to the football club, back to the owners, back to the fans. He knows there's something going on behind the scenes to come up with comments so, like that. Okay, it so has if, to be. If, if if stuff has moved on down the line, why come out and say it anyway? Yeah, because you're confident. Because you've been asked the question, obviously. But, but, no, he's clever enough to swerve yeah. the question. If he wants to. Phil says quite rightly, you know, not got a problem players talking about ambition because that's actually because if you're at the club, that means you'll try. But he's not so, you know, that's okay to talk about. But when something's happened like this, where obviously things would appear to be moved on, he's he's at no obligation to say anything really. He doesn't have to. He can just say as soon as the transfer is announced, then that's it. And I think that's what that was the point is. I've got to make on that. I just think it was. I was a bit mad about it, really. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I almost think there's a line in the sand point approaching where Cumin and Cumin's rhetoric about Rom has been interesting because you contrast it with Barkley. He's been a lot softer on Rom, uh, and ultimately, it, it's obviously clearly because, rightly, I suppose, he sees Rom as more important to Everton yeah. progressing next season. Yeah. And I, I can get, I get that, and I know his goals were, were big. But they're niggling away at me. You know, you do things like, you know, we, we obviously look at the stats and where would they finish without Rom's goals, exactly where they did finish, how many key goals they score in key games. Well, we've discussed that in this podcast yeah, yeah, routinely. Listen, he's, he's a fantastic centre forward and he will go on to be better than he is now and, and score goals. But I just feel it, we've come to a point where Cumin has to say, well, I didn't sign him. You know, he's a fantastic player. Let him go. Bring in someone he wants, he's scouted. And who's hungry to play? Whether it's someone who's coming out of the league, who wants to make his name at Everton, uh, is more in, you know kind of heavily incentivised, hasn't got his mind elsewhere, can press the way consistently he wants a player to press from the front. You know, we got Southampton into fifth, was it sixth? Yeah. Without a twenty-five goal a season striker, um, I'm not saying he won't find one. I know it's very hard to place like for like. I've had enough, to be honest with you. Yeah, do you not think it was dangerous from Koeman to say give us that one more season he's verbally said to him you can go at the end of next season well, well yeah because Lukaku's hinted in, in his stupid games and I share Gav's annoyance with this kind of like this these kind of enigmatic smiles he keeps doing by all uh, accounts of the Belgian 
media interchange with you know nudge nudge wink wink. He, he claims there was an agreement last summer, whether there was or there wasn't. Um, Cumin saying you know give us one more season, automatically has set this in motion because when you don't finish in the Champions League, you you can't. Can you yeah, play hardball as much? Expected yeah. to when he's got a player. Well, I think he was saying, you know, let, let's see if we can get get in the Champions League the first time of asking. Yeah. Obviously, we haven't. You know, and as I mean, we obviously weren't privy to the conversation. But as Cumin said, give us one more season, then we'll talk about it again. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that's it's semantics, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. Well, look, let's can we look at it from the players' perspective then? Yeah, I've just got one. Sorry, so Go just on. one point I was going to say on that though was. I can see why Cumin would do that because you just come into the club and we all know this was all a bit late, wasn't it? Coming yeah. whenever it was, July, and Steve Walsh wasn't in. So, actually, if Rom goes, he's got a very short time scale. Like Tony was saying, he don't want to be selling these stakes in August. So, actually, as a short term fix, the easiest thing for Cumin is to ask them to play another year, isn't it? And I think that's why he would do that rather than say, listen, Rom, you can go and think, I've got a massive problem yeah. here straight away and I haven't even kicked the ball yet. Mm. So, we could see why why he would do that in those, those circumstances. He's probably weighed that up. That will cause me a problem next year, but I want to get over my first he's season first. Yeah. Time, he's he? bought him mm. some time, so I think that's maybe why he's done it. No, from a player, from Romelu Lukaku's perspective, do you blame him for actually wanting to leave Everton? No, this is a player who's got no affinity with Everton Football Club. Foreign lads playing for Everton. Sam from Chelsea bangs a load of goals in. I want to play in the Champions League. I've said it last season. I said the season before. I'm good enough to play in it, and. I'm at a team now where will I stay another season at Everton? I'll have one year left in my contract. More than likely, not going to get top four next season. So, what have I got to gain here by staying at Everton when the champions of the country want me signature? As, as I said, I've, I've I've never had a problem with his ambition. Never, and, and agree with Gav. You know, I think it's healthy that you've got a player who, and as Christoph said, is so driven and wants to excel and, and reach the highest standards possible. So, I've never had a problem with that, and I always felt it was. I always felt it was Everton's challenge to try and to try and get there, but, but it was always shared by the managers, Martinez and Alcumin, to, to meet that. It's just the way that he's continued to go about leaving. I just haven't, as I said, I've grown tired of a little bit. I, I agree what Tony's saying. I've not got a problem coming out and saying that. And once go to a, you know the top one club in the mm. in the country, it's when you make your statements, isn't it? To stay at Everton is not really an option for next season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know that's what. You know, when your contract says it otherwise, mate. But I know that, and, but uh, it's contracts we all know right now, the, the single handed, they're not worth well, not uh, being uh, written on. Not if you're Southampton. Small player power. Not yeah, if you're Southampton. That's because of the, the tap and up scenario, yeah. totally different. Contract, of course, of course, contracts are worth everything because that's why I was saying there's a big difference between Salem after two two years on his contract and one year left on his contract isn't because of the contract mm. it's worth a hell of a lot of money so years ago uh, Gav you used to have like, George Green was famous for if he play, fell out with a player he wanted to move you'd throw him in the reserves and let him rot he can't do that now because the lad's worth £100 million so the owner will be on the phone saying what's that £100 million player doing in the reserves sell him right now hey, and I, 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 this might sound fanciful but I would not put it past Ronald Koeman if, if Lukaku's attitude was not right and his behaviour was, was was not what was expected would not surprise me to see him sitting in the stands Cumin is ruthless can he afford to Phil? he's manager of heaven do what he wants I know he can, I mean he's ultra wise but then that's so, well he, he, if, that, if he knows that Lukaku right, we're not selling you you're going nowhere and Lukaku's got a massive cob on Cumin goes well I'm going to start I'm going to have to uh, buy around it anyway I'm going to have to bring in another striker anyway because we need support etc just won't, play, just won't play him. Can Why I, would you play him if his attitude stinks? I understand that, but he's, he's one of the best strikers in the country. Yeah, he is, yeah, so you you you've got to play him. I understand the attitude and everything else. He's no good for the team and his character and everything else. But you still got to pay your best of players. Now, if he's sitting in the stands on the first game of the season and we get beat one nil, I could just. Yeah, but all fingers are getting pointed at Ronald Koeman saying, "Why on earth have you got Ronald yeah, Koeman sitting in the stands?" Is he, is he one of your better players? If he's got hasn't got the right attitude, you know what Cumin's like with attitude. So he's not one of your better players. I, I would I would expect that uh, in those circumstances to be the fingers to be pointing at Ron. Uh, to be honest with you, just as much not just just Cumin. But then that I mean, we also touched on that, didn't we? Because that's what that was a really interesting call. But if he did stay and he was playing next season, what level of commitment would you expect? Now I wouldn't expect him to down to because a because it's the World Cup and b if you want to move the following year to a you know Champions mm. League club or whatever you know uh, 
uh, somebody come in the Premier League, then he's going to have to, uh, you know, get a move on and show that he's improving. So, really, it's I can't see him down on tools next year if he's as ambitious and as driven as what people say. He'll just have to, uh, you know, put a shift in. Well, if well, I mean, Tony said it's modern football. Kind of get over it when he was when he was putting himself in the players' shoes, and sort of echo that sentiment. Chelsea have got their own burgeoning situation on their hands with Eden Hazard, speaking out about yeah. saying, yeah, you know, would I consider Real Madrid? Of course, I consider Real Madrid. Well, if I'm a Stamford Bridge season ticket holder, that's a bit disrespectful, and they could well yeah. face a big bid from mm-hmm. Real, Champions League winners, of course, best side in Europe for for what yeah. their be- arguably their best player. Yeah. So you know, so it's arguable Everton could be doing. That to another team, to and, another, and, to well, another Everton, player. exactly. Everton so you can well go into it. It's, it's how the world works. Yeah. But yeah. interesting when you think back, and I, I was there um, on that day uh, when Rom set the ball in motion the second time around by saying he wasn't going to sign his contract. We're talking about transfers, obviously, by virtue of this. He spoke about his frustration at, at players that didn't come in last summer. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. said, you know, um, I know for a fact the players we could have got we didn't. Is I guess throwing this out to you is that well you know you're a 24 year old player don't you be asking why we did, did, did or didn't do business get on with it or is that another little kick at Everton to say you've got to you've got to get to pace in this yeah, new era yeah, yeah, yeah. Walsh, Koeman, Mashiri, Kenwright you've got to be doing business quicker excuse. better or do you think it's an excuse yeah, just, a, just a lazy excuse for a move in the future oh, cause how, 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 how privy is he to the inner workings of Everton's Last summer transfer, Dillian Doyle's he on the outside like everybody else, just just reading and watching and seeing link with Cooler Bally or whatever, and just going, oh, we didn't get him. Well, well, we, what's we, he got to do with Everton Scouting? Yeah. Nothing. Well, no, no, but I think we did debate that at the time, didn't we? And I was impressed by the fact he called the Vincent Company Vinny, which I thought was, <laughs> uh, you know. But we did agree at the time. There was two sides of that, wasn't it? The first side was that actually. There was probably a degree of truth that I think we all acknowledged that last summer we yeah. maybe could have been a little bit more proactive. So yeah. there was there was something yeah. that he said there. The second thing he said, which I, I disagreed with, he saw the you know Vinny's analogy of Manchester City in two thousand eight about before we knew we had you know Rubinho and you know Tevez yeah. and all that walked through the door. And we said, well, I think he was expecting the same. But as you said, quite rightly for time, that was pre, you know, um, full effect of FFP, FFP, wasn't FFP, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I what it was called, I was going to call it PPP there, <laughs> FFP. And so therefore, even though we've got a lot of money, but in finance, they were operating in completely different waters than what, what City were. So you can't have that Rubinho, mm. Tevez, Yaya Torreo walking through the door at mm. 220 grand a week. So that's where he was wrong. But there was, a, like, to be fair, there was a little, you could probably see why there was a, a tinge of frustration that maybe he was expecting some players to come in last summer. I- Excuse, I just think it was a it was a poor excuse because you tell me if Kula Valley walks through the door and all these players he's still staying at Everton this summer. No, he still wants to move to Chelsea. So regardless, he's just used it as an excuse. If Everton was to sign all them players that they were linked to it, Axel Witzel and all them players, he'd still be he, wanting he to was sign saying Chelsea. last summer, wasn't he? Yeah. But he was yeah. reflecting on last, last summer, summer and his frustration that yeah. it hadn't happened. So if them players were to come through the yeah, door, he'd still be wanting to leave now. To sign for Chelsea. Evan, last... Evan is still finished seventh. Yeah. in the top four. He'd still be wanting to leave. But those players didn't come through the door. And even if Balassi did, and Ashley Williams. Yeah, I know. It, 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 whether regardless of them players came in or not, he still would have been wanting to leave to sign for Chelsea. Well, now, it was Boyle's club okay, well, and the champions. Ex- extends it fair. Okay, by that, if we'd been top four this season, you think he'd still, still want to go? Yeah, he wants to sign for Chelsea. He's a Chelsea supporter. He's going to earn double what a probably Everton willing to pay him. And he's playing for the champions. That's why he wants to leave. Well, we don't. I mean, we yeah, don't uh, know what Chelsea are going to willing to pay him. The contract he had offered from Everton was eye watering, wasn't it? One hundred forty, yeah. One hundred forty grand a week. So, let let's move on to you know, all right. If he goes, what next? And and I'll kind of throw one in to start <coughs> with. I asked Christoph about Mitch Bashuai, and he gave an interesting answer. However, I don't think that's one we should pursue because I think Everton getting the line in the sand analogy again. We've been down that road time and time again with Chelsea when he, we got Lukaku after a season at West Brom of selling players and then loaning a top four club's best but can't get in the team. For me, you bring in a player who's, who's incentivised for a season and then you know they're doing it for the wrong reasons potentially. Now, all right, if Petrua's got the potential to be better than Lukaku, I could be I could be wrong here and it could be worth giving him a season. But for me, I would say it's better to go and sign someone 
who's in the prime. Gav speaks about it, and he made the original point in those golden prime years. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who's experienced, who can come in and make a difference. By all means, maybe get Bashirai as a loan as an option, um, but don't even think about him being in the mix to be succeeding. Rom in terms of our goal scorer, you still for me need well, two other players really to fill that role. Yeah. And then if you want someone like Bashirai to come in, but Christoph says he wants to play games, you can't guarantee him that. I haven't seen enough of him. So, but then it's it's this way Tony's argument kicks in is that if you're outside that top four and. Champions League places, you know, where, where, do you, where do you get a striker that's going to provide you with 25 goals a season? What I would, what I would say, and it was Christoph points, is that, okay, it sounds a lot 25 goals a season, but Greg, you alluded to, when you actually break that down goal by goal, listen, there's, you know, I'm thinking, say, at the end of the whole game, maybe winning 2 0, he scored 2 in the last minute, didn't he? And Bournemouth, when we went in 3 0, he scored 2, and, you know, and all this type of stuff. If you break it down to, um, like, sort of, the important goals and non-important goals is okay. You've got a few, you know, equaliser at City and whatever. Um, but in those big games, he was found wanting. And what 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 we want is somebody who may. I'd rather have somebody come in and score fifteen goals, like like a Tim Cale or someone like that. <laughs> Even Stephen Naismith, <laughs> who will come in maybe get fifteen goals a season. But you know, in the big games, they're going to turn up. And is it not like arguable that because yeah. he's playing with? Lesser players, so to speak, he's not had many chances created for him. Whereas he, if he's playing with a Hazard behind him and a Pedro and everyone else, he's going to be well, getting. Maybe about Chelsea. It's, 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 it's not what he's going to do at Chelsea. I don't really give a monkey's all due respect. What he's going to do at Chelsea? It's it's we don't have to replace like but like. It's it's about it's about getting the same amount of goals next season or a bit more buffering a few more different players and different types of players well, isn't it you know? who's yeah. heard of Graziano Pella before Koeman went and, and plucked yeah, him into absolutely. the Premier League and, you know we've just got to hope that he, you know his scouting system Steve Walsh Koeman is able to go and find another Pella or Mane or mm. I mean I, so we were talking now about you know he's gone what next I'm just a bit cautious on if we do get say the 80 to 90 million I'm a bit cautious on how Everton spends it because we've seen when football teams, especially when you look at Liverpool, Tottenham, and Liverpool got the Suarez money, Tottenham got the Gareth Bale money, they blew down on Soldado and everyone else. Liverpool bought it out for Southampton. You just you've got to be careful where you spend the money because teams know fully quite well. You, you Everton will have eighty to ninety million to spend plus on top of whatever they've got to spend in the chance. Whatever it is, it's just going to get thrown. It's to, dangerous. It's very dangerous. So in that respect, then, do you have to look and, and hope that Everton, if it came to pass and he, like, he left for world record fee, Everton have to look at more what Juventus did. They saw Pogba for 89 million quid and spent 78 on Higuain. So well, they, they were went, champions. Oh, yeah, I'm saying it's a, different, it's a different market, but is that the, you know, the framework and the principles? Well, I, you have to go and basically reinvest. And make a statement, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know. Or just Koeman go, well, for 80 million quid and go and get three forward slash attacking players who will make up the 25 goals yeah. and, and between them will create 20 goals for everybody else. I don't know. I think he may have to because I don't think we, we can get a player above 50, 60 million. Yeah, yeah. And attracting to Everton, yeah, the seventh yeah. best team in the league, whereas just yeah. five teams in the Champions League above us and Arsenal. Yeah. So we won't be able to attract a player who's worth £60 million. Pounds. Yeah. So, maybe so we're going to have to spend 30s, 30s, 30s yeah. to get to a three. This is not a bad bad thing if you buy the right players, but you know that. And then you've got to get them to blend together, then, haven't you? You know yeah. what I mean? It's, well, at least you're not relying on one player yeah, the know, way we've yeah. relied on Rob. Yeah, uh, so it is. Comes so back lot. down to your manager then. And then, whilst rebuilding the rest of the team, eh? remember this is not just a this is a problem where we've just got like a sort of fully functioning outfit. We just need to replace a strike and then with, with two or three players. You know, it's in the context of like basically trying to buy, buy a new keeper and tie defence, <laughs> uh, and maybe a couple, you know, one or two hold midfields whilst trying to integrate some younger players into the team. So we just need to see that whole. Rom, rom money, not as ninety million, but as being thrown into whatever pot we've got, and rebuilding the team collectively, bringing eight nine players in with that, wouldn't say one hundred and fifty million quid, say or something like that. And uh, so we just got to see in that context because, uh, and that's what I mean. That what you, what your strategy with Rom is like, and what your strategy with with Rom not there are two completely different things, aren't they? Mm. It will be interesting mm. what you say if if they do sell Rom for ninety million. Does that help them go and say for Michael Keane, who's got obviously a lot of suitors, 
we can pay you 220 grand a week Absolutely. here. Absolutely. I think it's I, it's the convincing, and Christoph alluded to it. Well, then, money talks, mate, doesn't it? I know he said, but he said it's the convincing the player. No, you've just basically turned your nose up at Mitsubishi Shavin. You said you're not really sure on whether to go and pay the money for him. And Christoph, I'm alluded, talking more loaning him for a season. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough. But I think Christoph touched on it. He said Everton will then need to convince him to join Everton. So how did he get these players to come to Everton? And everyone is talking about the Champions League clubs, the five of them. One play for one play for Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham City. Everyone wants to play for them. Not many will want to come to Everton. Well, so Everton have to double, as you just said, yeah. with, with Michael Keane. If Manchester United are willing to pay him two hundred grand a week, Everton will have to go two twenty-five. Even they're gonna have to because there's no other options because the players simply aren't gonna come. But that's what City did, didn't he? You know. You know, let's imagine the conversation with Yaya Torre, you know, in 2010. You know, listen, Yaya, if you haven't won anything from the donkey's years, uh, will he come to us? Well, no, but uh, will we pay 220 grand a week? Will he come to us? Uh, yeah, I think I'll have, I'll have a bit of that, yeah, yeah. you know. And I think, uh, I don't want us to get in, us to get into that territory because that, that's a damaging sort of way, but at some gonna point we're going to have to. We're going to have to. Have to. We're well, look in the twelve months too far. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. In the last twelve months, Everton's wage structure has has been smashed, hasn't it? Yeah. Ron was what seventy five was the highest earner. We think Schneidlin's coming at one two five. Yeah. They're willing to offer Ron one forty. Ross was a bit, has been offered six figures, you know. But then, if you want to finish higher than seven, you've got to pay Just the wages it. of a club yeah, higher than seven. Yeah, it's what I said last week. Within means, you know, you've got to live within the means, Everton. It's like the insane John story said last week is that sometimes you know. You pay the play, you know. You can't afford not to buy players. Is the is the primary thing, isn't it? Really, and that that we're in that territory now where we can't afford not to buy players. We have to buy players by any means possible, and we've got to flash the cash. And if we do buy players from overseas, again, you're taking a gamble. Thirty, forty million pound players. You're playing Serie A or La Liga. Haven't kicked a ball in England, and there's another gamble. So does Ronald Koeman say, "Listen, I'm going to have to try and go with a." Tried and trusted Premier League, mm. or does he go abroad and take the gamble? It's, it's there seems to be a sea change in the space of twelve months, whereby a player that might have been worth twelve million last summer is now worth, automatically worth twenty. Yeah, odd. Well, that's because like, the, the, the new money in the Premier League, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know that, that's the it, thing, yeah. and and that, there's more money. Simple economics says that you, you you're paying more. I just think it's it's going to be quite a difficult thing to resolve, but it just needs to be resolved a bit wrong. Like, as of now, doesn't it? Really? I think we'll put it into context the other day. I think there was a Liverpool supporter we were speaking to, and he said, um, "Oh, you, you just won't get the hundred million for Ronaldo Lukaku." And I said, "Well, why not?" He said, oh, "You just won't get it." And I said, "There's you. You're willing to pay, say, sixty million for a defender, and yeah, one of the leading scorers in the Premier League isn't worth a hundred. So yeah. I think it just puts it into fine context. There is a centre half is literally going is for sale for sixty million mm. on two hundred thousand pounds a week, apparently as mm. well." Huge sums of money, so that just puts it into into context here. And why Everton? Yeah, I think that's sour grapes because they lost one of the best strikers oh, in the world in Suarez. Well, this is what I'm making for, about Suarez. Yeah, we yeah. we did Liverpool. Uh, not sure. Did Liverpool buy the couple of players before Suarez deal, or did they sell Suarez and then buy the players? I don't know. To be honest, yeah. this is why I'm losing to because will Everton then, if they know the Romelu Lukaku deal's more or less taken shape, will they look to spend? The money well, they can do, can't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're in the position where they could spend before they, you know, Absolutely. buy before they sell. Yeah, would you, you prefer? <laughs> would you prefer the before or after? Both. Yeah, yeah, uh, before yeah. and after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't want to talk about FFP and all this, do we? Yeah. Well, I believe having a free, yeah. free this season to do yeah, whatever they want. Then it's a few to years beyond. Then you've got mm. to. Are you worried about that? In two no, no, years, no, no. You've got to, haven't you? Because you don't want to be in a position where you've got to sell players. We'll have a ground by then. So don't yeah. worry about that. Well, I'm not. Anyway, that's a different podcast. Do, do the thing that I'm not sure whether I should be puzzled by this or not is Everton have not said anything about any any of this at the moment, have they? Nope. Within, and, and the reason what do we need that reason I do. to that I do it means to me is that there's a deal taking place in the background big deal in Dodge City yeah that's what yeah. that's what I'm reading into it would you I mean look I'm just asking the question would you expected them to have gone public and no. said something no no absolutely not Southampton's it there's different yeah, circumstances different, different reasons they went they went public because they felt Virgil van Dijk had been approached illegally one well, uh, football yeah. clubs when the best player is muted for moves elsewhere. The football club comes normally comes out and says it's not for sale at any price. End of story. 
Everton have kept quiet. Well, I think Andy Vonnegut m- m- maybe, maybe Everton maybe Everton feel Ronald Koeman's done all the talking for them. And they don't need to. They don't need to repeat it. I don't know. I'd yeah. Love yeah. to hear I, what they I, thought. I, are they basically? Do you think within that then? I'm just supposing near that the line is well. Listen, Ron, if you want to go, hundred million quid, you do the negotiations with Chelsea and Arby half then to get the. Uh, the oh, has pr- obviously been charged, but by Ron, get me to Chelsea. Yeah, you know, and he might well be putting pressure on Emily and on him significantly. Well, I might consider our relationship if you don't get me out of Everton to Chelsea this summer. Yeah, so I it's Raiola. It's in Raiola's best interest to make the move happen. Yeah. As Christoph well. said, yeah. sorry, told, as Christoph said, you know, Mino has traditionally had a decent relationship with Everton. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just that was a really interesting point that he made. Yeah, yeah and didn't didn't you? See, in, reading in between me and O'Reilly's quotes in the week, he was talking up 100 million as not being unreasonable. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Which struck me as as someone who's, in a sense, being conciliatory because it's it's in his interest for the deal to happen. So, if they end up shaking on 90 million, it's a million more than what Pogba the world record fee. We'll, have, the, we'll have a prediction on how much he's going to go for. All right, well, I'll start 90 goes. million. <laughs> yeah. I'll go. If he goes, yeah, I'll start 90 million. I'll say 80. Less than world record fee. Yeah, I think you'll go for 18 million. Okay, Gav? Oh, I was going to get involved in, like, you know, swap deals and all that at this stage. If you want, but if you want to go bargaining, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clauses, clauses, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What do you think it is, Gav? Come on. I, I, what I want or what it's I think. It's good to know what you think. Phil hasn't said it. I agree with Phil. I'll go with Phil on this. I'll go with Phil on this one. See with them ganging up on me. Go on. Say, I, 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 I agree with Greg. Whatever. Yeah. I think was it ninety? West Derby. Ninety, ninety. What are you yeah. saying, Phil? Yeah, no, I, I, I think ninety, north of ninety, because I think, you know, I think, not the way you spin it, because that's not what how I think is the right phrase, but I think how it is perceived that Everton have not been taken, and that if they say no, well, we got a world record transfer fee for our best player. You've got to be happy with that. Like for John Stones, world fee, world record, yeah, exactly. English fee. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, and I don't say happy with that because nobody yeah, wants to no. go. But you know what I mean. Yeah, Look, no, we've yeah. done well. Yeah. You know, and I think I think they would have to. Um, they shouldn't settle, and I don't think they would if it came to it or anything less. Well, there we go. Yeah, Romelu Lukaku issue will continue, no doubt, to rumble on. Hopefully, not for too long. I think our conclusions overall sort of resigned to losing him, with the caveat that not totally. The price has got to be right for Everton. And what next if he goes? Well, that's for Steve Walsh and Ronald Koeman to worry about. We'll all worry about it, of course, but we shall see. Thanks for listening and join us again next week.